Earlier this week, I had what I would refer to as a very eye-opening, I might also call it a mind-opening experience, and even more importantly for me, a very heart-opening experience. And this is something that I very freely admit that before I, and before I speak about what actually occurred, uh, not the story itself so much, because that's not really what is important here, but before I recount what actually uh, unfolded earlier this week, is that I do very freely want to admit that, and while I don't have any answers as to why this is, I know that this has been a long-term pattern in my life, and I can refer to it as a core struggle, although I'm only struggling with it as long as I choose to struggle with it. At some point, there is a moving into acceptance uh, and also of sur- just surrendering when I have no way of forcing any particular change on myself. I know what my intentions are, and I certainly don't want to be this way, but at the same time, I know that trying to brute force or self-improve myself in this case has not ever yielded anything. So to speak specifically about what this is, I have always, and I say always, I don't know if it has been, but it feels like it, it certainly has been all my life for reasons that I have no idea why. I have always had an issue with being questioned. In other words, people doubting uh, what I'm saying or doubting what I'm doing or showing some sort of, uh, and I think this also without analyzing it too much because I also have found that analysis uh, or self-analysis doesn't necessarily yield a whole lot for me either. I'm not saying that it is bad or wrong to do any of these things. Uh, I realize I've met many people whom self-improvement, you know, doing deep analysis has worked. And after years of working with a mental health professional, I certainly have dug deeply into this, but there have never been any real concrete answers as to why whenever someone questions something that I have done, and it may be from the standpoint of not what I have done, it also could be them questioning or, or bringing up what I haven't done. And there have been times in my life, uh, and I admit this as well, that I have become very outwardly defensive and very outwardly reactive and have become very angry and was prone to uh, uh, lashing out at people sometimes. Or many times I would do the opposite. I would actually withdraw from people. I would not want to have anything to do with them. I would want to uh, somehow uh, move away from them because they had somehow hurt my feelings uh, by, uh, by questioning something or, uh, not, you know, or not being satisfied with whatever it is that I have done uh, or they are dissatisfied about something that I did not do that they thought that I should. What I find is, is that most importantly, the only thing I have ever been able to know, and I guess I don't know that I can know anything for sure as a human being, But what I find really is most resonant within me, I would say it that way, is that I really do want to love people unconditionally. I really do want to treat people respectfully. 
And in this particular, regarding this particular subject, uh, in terms of being questioned by people, I do ultimately want to be accountable to people. Uh, this isn't about having, I guess, what you might call a superiority complex. I, I, I feel like there has always been a desire to be open with people, to be able to want to be accountable. Now, I will say I don't love always having to be accountable, uh, especially if there's something that I'm deficient in or something that I haven't done that I should do. But I'm human, and ultimately that is all I can really rest in in this particular life, in this particular existence, and in this particular incarnation in which I find myself. I know that my heart wants to be open to people. I know that without getting too metaphysical, my soul and spirit <clears throat> want to be connected with the souls and spirits of others. But it is a lot of times, it is all of this what I refer to <clears throat> as human stuff that sometimes gets in the way of that. And when I say it gets in the way of that, it gets in the way of that because I allow it to get in the way of that. I get in my own way by getting really wrapped up in any thoughts that I have uh, about what it is that I'm feeling emotionally. And what I'm feeling emotionally, I can't name it, but I know that what it, it certainly feels like in my body is what I would uh, refer to as anger with frustration and sometimes with the phrase is righteous indignation. There's this sense of uh, what's coming up is, you know, how dare this person question me? Uh, how dare this person doubt me? I have tried. And, and a lot of times it comes from a place of I really have tried very hard to, uh, to do what it is that they want me to do, to, uh, to do what I've committed to do, to do what I have promised to do. And I take that very seriously, but at the same time, I recognize that because I'm human, uh, sometimes people are, are going to want things from me that I just, no matter how hard I try, I can't fulfill whatever it is that they need me to, uh, to fulfill. So earlier this week, I had two, and I, and I know this is no accident, and I don't want to get really caught up. It's not a belief. It's just I get a sense. If it wasn't an accident, then I could say that it certainly was a learning opportunity uh, or multiple learning opportunities uh, regarding this subject. I had situations where, and this is after practicing mindfulness for 30 years. Uh, what I guess I want to say about that is, is that even after engaging in this practice for three decades, uh, it has not eliminated any of my neuroses. It has not eliminated any of my mental hangups. Uh, it has not magically cured me from any of the things that I struggle with. But what it has done and what it did this week for me, and that's really why I'm speaking about this, uh, this subject, is that I, for, for whatever reason... I got to really slow things down in my head, and, and I can't do that. I don't want to say that I slowed things down in my head. What I really want to say is that if, if that happened, it is only because I have practiced cultivating a different perspective, and this is available to anyone. It doesn't make me special or unique. It's just that by engaging in the practice of mindfulness over time, over time it is something that has yielded this deeper perspective of more, uh, more along the lines of witnessing what it is that I'm thinking of or what I'm thinking 
I am able to actually, and I use the word see it. I don't know if that's really what it is, but I don't know what other word to use. It is about being able to really be aware of it and to be able to watch it as a passing phenomenon. I can actually see that it is not really me. It just happens to be whatever the thought is, whatever the internal reaction. And sometimes these reactions are very strong. And that's ultimately what unfolded this week. I had uh, several opportunities, as I call them, to see myself in action uh, in real time where someone, for whatever reason, in, in a few cases of this, it was someone who I didn't even know very well. So it is, it is not like I have had a long-term uh, opportunity to uh, develop a quote-unquote chip on my shoulder or to have some sort of, uh, of thought about why is this person constantly questioning me or doubting me in some way. And it was beautiful to, uh, it wasn't beautiful to feel these things. It wasn't beautiful to be thinking the thoughts that I was thinking. Uh, it certainly wasn't. But I, what I will say is it is from a different perspective, from a different, uh, from a different, well, I guess what I'd refer to as a different plane of consciousness at a higher level of awareness. And I know when I start getting into phrases like this, it, I realize this is, this is something that everyone sees the, you know, the way that they see it. But looking at this from a different perspective, uh, trying to keep this within the human realm, uh, just for the purposes of what I'm, of what I'm sharing, that I was able to recognize that I was clearly having really, really strong reactions. My emotional reactivity was very, very strong. I was finding myself just immediately without any hesitation thinking all of these thoughts about, you know, how could this person ask this? How dare they ask this? Don't they know that I know that I need to do this? And I'm just trying to give a little bit of flavor to this. All of these thoughts that I was thinking really led me away from the present moment. Uh, all of these thoughts really also, I freely admit, uh, gave me an opportunity to choose whether I was going to really put time and energy into them and to continue to actually take whatever was occurring, whatever, if someone was questioning me, if someone was doubting me, it gave, I, I, I had a choice. I could either simply be aware of it and recognize it. Uh, I can't make it go away. I, I've, I've try, tried that for years. It just simply doesn't work. <clears throat> I could just simply recognize what was going on and, uh, and, and basically choose. And I say choosing, but I think it's more along the lines of the more I practice, the more this becomes what's referred to as choiceless. I just simply get in the habit of not taking things out of context. I don't really know what the proper context is for this. Maybe, you know, maybe these different people who were questioning me or doubting me, maybe they really uh, were coming from a, an unloving place. Maybe they really were not coming from a place of, of love and respect. There's no way that I, I will ever know. And I used to be so hung up and so wrapped up in needing to know are they treating me disrespectful? Do they are they dis, you know are they disrespecting me? Is this coming from a place of of meanness uh, or pettiness? And that's and I say those things because I'm clearly capable of that as a human being, and I and I know that there 
have been many teachers that I've worked with that, that uh, have shared that anything that I project onto others is most likely originating from me first projecting onto them how I actually see things and, and the way that I'm looking at this. And if I have a, a struggle with something, if something is a struggle for me, then a lot of times I will unconsciously project that onto others. Uh, and I, there's nothing I can do to stop that process except be aware of it. And then not, it, and really the, the projection of what I think people are really trying to say to me, what I really think people are trying to do to me, those projections really at a deeper level uh, are actually just thoughts. They're just, and then they are, and then those thoughts that I hold on to and continue to give energy to and ruminate over constantly, you know, unceasingly, at some point they cement, I like to use that, that word for me, at least that's what it feels like, they really cement into, they ossify into these beliefs that I just cling to because I'm the one that's thinking these things. And so it becomes very dear to me, so to speak. Uh, not that it is healthy for me, not that it is beneficial for me or healing for me, because it's clearly not. If I, if I can be aware of the, of the fact that it, these things are not good for me to get locked into these, uh, these trances of thought and emotional reactivity, and especially, I don't really like to get into the words, uh, using the words positive and negative because it implies some sort of judgment. But what I do want to say is that, uh, you know, the darker emotions, uh, and I realize that could even also, uh, uh, you know, the, the, it can feel like there's some judgment. So really what I just tend to do is I just speak of strong emotions because I know really what some positive emotions could also carry me away from the here and now and, and carry me away from being present in this moment uh, because I'm too busy off somewhere else actually indulging in this positive emotion, wanting, and generally if I am, I'm clinging to it. Because that's usually the only reason that I'm perpetuating these things is that I'm trying to get something out of it. And that's just been for me. I can't say that's the case for anyone else. But this week, there was this different experience of these things happening, and I felt like they were a gift. I'm not saying I'm deserving of a gift. I'm saying that, that, that things are sometimes a gift for us to have deeper realizations once uh, once I realize that that's, that's the, uh, the opportunity that lies there. It's not that any gift is directly being given. It's not about being deserving or undeserving. It's just in this case about my perspective. And I, I don't want to get wrapped up into believing things are gifts. I just sense that ultimately the, that's what these, that's what these things feel like. So I basically found myself in a place where I could, I recognized very quickly that I was very angry. And at the same time, there was this real temptation to really indulge in it. And when I say that, I mean, really, really wallow in it, really think myself into and through this very deep experience of telling myself what was happening, replaying over and over again, what was said to me, or in some cases, what wasn't said if I expected anything to be said, and a lot of projecting onto the person that I was having this experience with, I will call it an experience, uh, because they're in my mind, they're in my heart and mind, there is no right or wrong, there is no perpetrator, there is no victim, it's simply, this is what happened, and uh, 
I was able to very quickly, and this is only due to the practice of mindfulness, I was able to recognize very quickly that all this was was thoughts. All this was ultimately was I was believing that someone was uh, treating me with disrespect or did not trust me, you know, was doubting me, whatever the case may be. And there was a, a ton of energy coming up, a lot of anger, a lot of indignation, a lot of feeling hurt. But I was able to actually just let those thoughts, I, at some point very quickly, there was this letting go of a need to continue to give energy to this. It's almost as if I could recognize that it was not doing me any good. It was not healthy for me. I could feel what, I, what, what this was doing to my body. I could feel my increased breathing rate. I could, uh, could, could experience contraction and tightening in my body. And it didn't feel good. And the reason I was able to be aware of that is that there's been a practice over the years, over the decades, and it's available to anyone of simply being here, feeling what is happening in our bodies, you know, being able to witness what's happening in our minds. And when I recognized that, you know, I, I the temptation to keep thinking these, these thoughts was unbelievably strong. But there was also this awareness that has been cultivated through this practice of this isn't going to go anywhere. There really is going to be no payoff for me. And those are not beliefs. They're not thoughts. The only th this is the only way I can, can represent a deeper knowing. I was not actually thinking that, but it was this recognition that this is not going to lead me in, in, in any direction that is going to be uh, beneficial for me. Uh, I'm actually hurting myself. I'm taking this perceived slight or this perceived disrespect. And I'm what the Buddha used to refer to in, in, uh, in ancient teachings. He was called, the, it was called, the, the teaching was referred to as Buddha's second arrow. Someone, you know, shoots an arrow and I realize this is just a teaching, but ultimately it's about, uh, being struck by something and then taking whatever someone was striking us with uh, and then actually turning that in on ourselves and causing even further injury. And I recognize that it's very easy for me to do that when I'm angry and reactive, when I'm just constantly thinking and caught in a trance of thought. And that's really what it feels like being in a trance. But I can turn these things in on myself. If I feel like someone has hurt me, then I'm basically, if I choose to indulge in this, I'm taking what it is that they said and I'm turning it in on myself. And I'm actually making the situation much worse uh, because I'm not here any longer. And the more that I indulge in this, the more that I really believe that I am the person that is being disrespected uh, or unappreciated or doubted, then I am. that's what I'm going to perpetuate. And the longer I engage in this, sometimes the harder it is for me to let it go because you have all that forward momentum of all of these thoughts and all of this energy and these beliefs get really, really, really set in stone, so to speak. But in this case, that didn't happen, thankfully. And I was able to just, and it was almost as if I had never had this experience before, and I don't really want to get wrapped up in experiences because then I'm just chasing those as well. But there was this experience of just like this huge, like fast moving train coming towards me and, and, and feeling like it was, you know, going through me. 
but I was able to watch it just go right through me and pass and continue on. And, it, and when I speak of that train, I'm just speaking of all that energy that was moving through me and it could just move up and out. And I felt the temptation to grab onto this and really, because it's in a lot of ways, it's really sometimes very delicious uh, to be angry. It's very delicious to uh, to feel injured. And I realize there are situations where we clearly are, uh, in, in, unfortunately, in situations where we are on the, that end of things. But this, in this case, this is just about thoughts and beliefs and, and the way that I'm taking uh, how a person is speaking to me or what it is that they are saying. It's not to discount the possibility that sometimes people really do mean to hurt our feelings, and I don't want to discount that. But in this case, I the longer that I have worked with the, you know this particular reactivity within myself, I've recognized that in almost most of the the majority of of cases, someone really is not seeking to hurt me. They are not really seeking to demean me in any way. Uh, this is something, some pattern that I have been have been uh, uh, into, and has continued for a lot of my life. I, I'll never know the reason why. And after years of going to counseling and working through this and unpacking this and trying not to do this and trying to not, you know, very hard to not be the person who's angry and reactive when someone questions or doubts me, here I still am. And I find myself, and, and the thing is, I, because I know this about myself, it's very tempting to want to avoid situations like this. But if I want to avoid this ever happening, it will ultimately require me to choose not to be around people, to not be out in the world, to not interact with others, to not open my heart to others. And after doing that for decades of my life, I just simply don't want to do that anymore. And so this work, uh, this practice of mindfulness has become even more uh, formative for me and more necessary because if I want my heart to be open, if I want to actually be out in the world and be connected with people, I need a way to be able to cope. I need a way to not be believing everything I'm thinking about what I'm feeling. Because if I do, I'm going to alienate a lot of people. I'm going to put myself in a situation where it's, it's really hard to have any sort of beneficial work, you know, whether it's working relationships or personal relationships. If I am going to constantly wear my heart on my sleeve, so to speak, and uh, be so reactive. It's almost like a hair trigger. Someone just, you know, says something a certain way, and then there's this reactivity. Uh, all I really want to do, I can't make it go away. I can't uh, eliminate it. But what I can do is be aware of it. And for me, that is ultimately how I bring all of this together uh, at this particular time, is that it's about the awareness. The awareness that this is happening, it's, it's empowering because if I recognize that it's happening, I can choose to not give any more time or energy to it. I can be open to the distinct possibility that what I think is happening is not actually happening. Uh, if I think people are hurting me or, or, or disrespecting me, I can recognize that that's just a thought that I have and, I'm, and I've begun to believe it. But it may not be true just because I believe it clearly. Uh, I know that I, you know, whatever it is that I think is happening is occurring from a place that is obscured sometimes by previous trauma, by things that have happened. And a lot of it is unconscious. It's not all things that I'm immediately aware of in the moment when this happens. 
And so in this case, I was able to just let these things pass through. And it was astounding to me how much energy is around something like this when, it, when, it, when I'm triggered. And the only way that I can ensure that I don't get stuck in this place, because I have found I can certainly get stuck in this place for years, for decades, is the awareness. This all leads back. Everything that I've ever spoken about, about mindfulness practice and ultimately mindful coping practice, which is just the practice of mindfulness out in the world, in the middle of life while it's all happening, that the awareness is what brings the healing. The awareness is what brings the freedom. And this is just for me. I can't say this for anyone else. I've shared this with a lot of people. I've, I have taught this. I've had many people tell me that they have found this for themselves as they have continued to have begun and continued to practice mindfulness. That it is that awareness, that just that extra headspace, that different perspective of being able to witness what it is that we're thinking and what it is that we're believing. Uh, so that we, and not to use it as a way of making ourselves feel badly about ourselves or to judge or beat ourselves up emotionally, but to simply uh, enable ourselves to return back here to the present moment, how it actually is, even if I don't like it, I'm much better off being here in the present moment because then that way there is some perspective. And that is ultimately where I want to be. That is, for me, where the joy, where the healing is, and ultimately where I can actually have my heart open to people and love people unconditionally in spite of what I sometimes think and what I sometimes believe that may or may not be true.